This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael. Listeners, thanks for joining us today. We've got a wonderful question here. Does marriage need to be performed by a pastor? Be performed by a pastor. That's, that's an interesting question. I would say we need to define what is marriage. We need to go back. Is marriage legal in the eyes of God, uh, legal in the eyes of the state, or is it some communal aspect to marriage? Yeah, so there. this is like the eighth time I've talked about this on this podcast. I actually don't think you were in your seat on any of them, <laughs> actually. Uh, How close did I get to, in that opening statement there to something that you said? Uh, I think almost identical, yeah. Because so. I think there's three aspects of a marriage. Yeah, so we, we've said there is a legal aspect, there is a biblical aspect, and there's a cultural aspect. Okay. A lot of people just connect the biblical and the cultural thing together as like mm, one mm-hmm. thing. But I, for the sake of nuance, we separate them. So legal is like, what does the government say? And one of the mistakes that Christians make all the time is that we, for some reason, relinquish all the authority of the definition of marriage to the American government. Like the American government legislates marriage for the purpose of taxes and different things like that. They have an agenda that's not God's. Sure. So the question would be, does a pastor need to marry you for the government to consider you married? No, not at all. In fact, anybody can do that. In the state of Illinois, you don't even need someone to officiate your marriage. Yeah. So that is an easy answer. But obviously the question is about God. That's what they're asking, you know? So the other aspects of marriage would be, there's a biblical aspect of marriage, which is, scripturally, it's inaugurated through the act of sex, and it's a communal experience. All throughout the Old Testament, you see that marriage is a communal celebration that happens before God, and it is inaugurated with the act of sexual intercourse. So that is a biblical sense of what marriage is. But then there's another aspect of marriage, which is cultural, mm-hmm. and where you may be biblically married and legally married, but if you're not doing the things that represent that culturally, then you're actually doing marriage a dishonor or a disservice. I agree. And so we want to make sure that in marriage, if at all possible, we can keep all three of these together. Now, when it comes to this person, does a biblical marriage need to be performed by a pastor? Well, the answer is no. 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 A biblical marriage is more about uh, the community recognizing the union that God has brought together and the act of sexual intercourse inaugurating this marriage before God. Mm -hmm. So if a a couple gets married uh, at a wedding service, but they never have sex, by and large, they're not married before God. You know, and so that's a, even though they might be legally married right. before God, this isn't a biblical marriage because God created sexuality to inaugurate the institution of marriage, the covenant of marriage. Mm-hmm. So I think big picture would be we have a bunch of people who aren't pastors, married people in our church. My oh, father in yeah. law is married people. Our yep. friends' parents have married people. My son in law married someone. Yeah, he's not a pastor, and and uh, you and I are barely pastors, and we get to marry <laughs> people all the time. So uh, the answer is no. You don't need to be. And uh, is it more beneficial? Um, you know, it depends. Uh, and in fact, it's been really, really meaningful in some of the weddings that I've been at where one of their mentors marries them. Yeah, I think that can be very meaningful. Yeah, I, I do think even bigger picture, there is this sense that there's some things that only pastors can do. And, and you know what? If you are qualified and competent, you you should be able to pick up a Bible and teach people. Right. You might need to manuscript it, you know, mm-hmm. not go off the off the cuff or whatever, but but I, I will say that all of the people that we have known that have officiated weddings, they have come to a pastor to show them how to do it because right. we're trained in this. Yep. My son-in-law has done that with me. He's done a couple of weddings and he and I have sat down and talked. What does the ceremony look like? What are, what are the things that you should and should not say? And <laughs> A lot of things you shouldn't say. Shouldn't say, that's for sure. <laughs> there are certain things you should say. 
and he's done an excellent job. That's awesome. Now, can we just poke for a minute? Yeah, let's poke. All right. So let me start with what I know about you, uh-huh. and then I'm going to take it a step further. Okay. All right. So I know that you and I do not believe that a pastor is the only one that can baptize. Correct. I also know that you and I believe a woman can baptize. Agreed. Would you have an issue with a woman officiating a ceremony? Depends on who the woman is and what significant role she played. She loves in- Jesus. She's a mentor to the couple. She's saved. She's got the Holy Spirit. This, this girl is rocking it. I probably would not have a problem with that. I don't think I would either. I- again, there's reasons in which it makes total sense in certain situations. Mm-hmm. There would be also other situations that would be like, if the couple were very involved in their local church, why would they not want their pastor to have some part in the ceremony? You know, again, it just... I guess it would depend on the situation. In our church, I could imagine a community group leader yeah. has been uh, their primary pastoral influence, if you will, uh, because women, whether or not you believe women should be official elders, pastors, right? Whether or not you believe women in the corporate weekly gathering of a church should teach the Bible, women pastor, shepherd, and teach all the time. Absolutely. There's do. an office and a function. The Bible may not permit an office, but the Bible advocate strongly the, the function. function that all women sure. should pastor and shepherd um, just like men should be pastoring and shepherding their family, et cetera, and their kids. I totally so, agree. Uh, it's the only, this, this actually reminds me of a similar question. You know, I went to Moody Bible Institute and they have this yearly event called Founders Week. And at yes. Founders Week, they would meet in Moody Church. So Moody Bible Institute is separate from Moody Church, downtown mm-hmm. Chicago. And at Moody Church, um, Moody Church would rent the building out to Moody Bible Institute. And Moody Bible Institute would have female speakers at this Founders Week conference. Well, um, you know, some of the more conservatives got very upset. They're like, it's church. And women should not preach in church. <laughs> and actually, Moody has a really conservative stance on this. They, they sure don't. Do. They don't have women preachers. Even uh, Erwin Lutzer at Moody Church, they don't have women preachers in the pulpit. And yet, for the conference, though, no problem whatsoever of women getting up and speaking at a conference. Right. And one of the things that that they make a really clear distinction on is there is a difference between the office of elder pastor in the context of weekly worship in a local church context. There's a difference between that. At a conference. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can understand that there is a difference, you can begin now to flush out the principles. So like a village church, my wife won't be preaching in the pulpit, but doggone it, if we had a conference at our church, she'd be speaking at she'd the conference. She'd be speaking on certain issues. It's also why she teaches and does training on counseling and different aspects of ministry like that. I don't have an issue with that because right. there's a difference between the office and the pulpit in the local context of weekly corporate worship mm-hmm. and conferences or training, you know? Um, So that being said, and that's where, um, you know, we do believe not because we're misogynists and patriarchal bigots (laughs) because the Bible just teaches over over and over again, there are limitations on roles, gender roles and what they can do and not do. And again, within the church, within the church, but that's where the limits are. There are no limits in terms of anything outside of that context. Correct. In the church and in the family, those are the two primary institutions where there are gender limitations um, and beyond that, there are no gender limitations whatsoever. People, totally people, agree. I don't know why Christians start applying gender limitations outside of that. That's just unnecessary. But um, this isn't even the question. Does <laughs> does marriage need to be performed by a pastor? No. No. Enough right. said. There we go. All right, Michael, what's the question <laughs> for tomorrow? All right. So the, the question for tomorrow is actually a follow-up on your um, gun control 
the one that you did. Oh, yeah. Uh, remember, I, I asked the question. I remember, you answered, yeah. And they totally disagree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, the question is simply like this. Should I shoot to kill or just try to injure the attacker? But there's more behind this. And Ooh, here's yeah. what they asked. If I'm legally carrying a gun and a situation comes up forcing me to choose whether to use the gun to hurt or kill another human being, am I sinning by not trusting God's sovereignty in that moment? Ooh. This is going to be fun, and uh, I'm going to put this one to, to you. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys tomorrow.